the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. St. Patrick's Day, everybody. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I remember being in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in New York City when I was still living there in my early 20s. And I, it's a loving stereotype that the Irish enjoy their alcohol. But I will say <laughs> the... the the line was not exactly moving straight. It was sort of wobbly. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. It's, uh, for me, it's a, a personally a, a meaningful day in that I met my wife 18 years ago on, uh, on St. Patrick's Day. And... Uh, that's that's uh, the way life goes. It's very interesting that Ireland has become radically secular, but St. Patrick's Day continues to be celebrated. But the the saint part doesn't uh, doesn't mean much anymore. Religion is a religion has created many of its own problems, or let's put it this way, religious people. Because when religious people don't act properly, and I don't mean saintly, just properly, that is the greatest alienator of people from religion. Much more powerful than atheist arguments in alienating people from religion are bad or unimpressive even religious people. That's why the third commandment, which is the most misunderstood, and I explain it, of course, in my Rational Bible series, is such a powerful commandment. It is do not carry God's name in vain. The Hebrew is do not carry, but it's translated as do not take, so people think it means, oh my God, did you see that pitch? Oh my God, what a hot day. So people think they're violating the third commandment. You violate the third commandment when you're a religious person and you do evil. Then you're, then you're carrying God's name in vain. And, and that's the only sin 
in the Ten Commandments that God says he will not forgive. Welcome to the Dennis Prager Show. I have been, of course, speaking about uh, Ukraine for days now, for weeks. There are other issues as well, and I will start with one. It is, uh, it is not possible to overstate the damage our colleges and graduate schools do in this country. I would say that if 95% of our colleges and graduate schools closed down and only kept open science, technology, edu- engineering, and math, the, uh, the country and the civilization would benefit tremendously from the Daily Mail. Police are forced to protect, protect conservative debater at Yale Law School. Free speech event from woke students shouting, I'll fight you, and then the B word that rhymes with R, screaming. These are Yale Law School students. Yale is a cesspool. If your child goes to Yale, you're, you're truly wasting your money. It's worse. You, you are giving your money two destructive forces. But it doesn't matter to most parents because A, they they don't want to know how bad the school is. B, they love to be able to say, my son or daughter at Yale. This is the meaning of life for very, very many Americans. To be able to say a prestigious college that their child attends. That the college may in fact be a a permanently damaging institution in the child's life is of no consequence to them. They just want to be able to say, my daughter is at Yale. (laughs) Nearly 120 Yale Law School students, 120, revolted during a free speech debate last week because they didn't like conservative panelist Kristen Wagner. I've had her on the show, as it happens, a number of times. She's with the Alliance Defending Freedom, one of the groups we support on the show. The students screamed profanities at Wagner. I said Wagner because it's O-N-E-R. Including one who threatened they would literally... They would, quote, literally fight you, B-word. B-word doesn't quite convey the low-life person as the actual word. They also chanted, protect trans kids. What's a trans kid? A five-year-old who, who, girl who says she's a boy? What is a trans kid? Is it a 15-year-old? Is it both? Protect them from whom? From parents who would like to say to their daughter, Honey, you're you're a girl. And this is probably a phase. And you, you are asking for a lifetime of difficulties by saying to yourself that you're really a boy. But if a parent says that, there's a chance that they will lose 
custody of that child if they are separated, divorced. There's a chance that they will lose custody if they're married. Parents have no rights in these arenas any longer. And shame, shame. Throughout the law school building after police officers escorted the speakers out of the building. It's a little sick, no? The students are a mob. Yale Law School students are a mob. That Yale alumni tolerate this is a disgrace. That the that the school does uh, is, is so expected as, as to I don't know you you have no way of saying it's a disgrace when something is expected is 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 de rigueur is the norm but I guess could have a disgrace that's a norm. Why did the police escort the speakers out and not the mob? Not the vile, filthy, fascistic mob. They get to stay and the speakers are taken out. Get it. Yeah, I get it now. You, the police at Yale are there to protect the thugs and kick out the... Uh, the innocent. After exiting the event, they began to stomp, shout, clap, sing, and pound on the hall walls. I would, I wish, I really do wish that we had a uh, a soundtrack for that. There must be one somewhere. Well, here might be. Hey, Sean, I'm going to put this up. I'm going to send this to you now, okay? You with me? I'm putting this on IM. I want uh, Sean to have it, and I'll play it for you the next uh, in the next segment. It's it's really these things do need to be recorded and and video recorded as well as audio. This happened at uh, the law school at Berkeley as well. Ilya Shapiro went there to speak a couple of weeks ago screamed down as well. These are your future lawyers. These are your future elite lawyers. Thank God I don't care about optimism or pessimism, but let's be honest, it is tough to be optimistic about the future of law in this country. The Dennis Prager Show. It's back to school time, and you may be burdened with college bills or private school tuition expenses. Dennis Prager here. With home equity at an all-time high and interest rates low, it is a great time to refinance your home to get cash out to pay those bills. I suggest you contact Andrew Del Rey and Todd Avakian at andrewandtodd.com. They're with Sierra Pacific Mortgage, people I trust, and you should too. Just go online and take 30 seconds to answer a few questions. This gives them the information 
information they need to give you valuable information, often on the first call. Andrew and Todd are not brokers, they're bankers. So they can handle your loan from start to finish, and they are always in your corner. Take that first step today toward getting that cash that you need. Andrew and Todd are with you every step of the way. Go to andrewandtodd.com or call 888-888-1172, andrewandtodd.com, or 888-888-1172, Well, here uh, is, I haven't heard this myself. I read the article. I did not hear the, the audio video as provided by Daily Mail. More than 100 students, nearly 120, doing what you're about to hear because there was a conservative speaker at Yale Law School. These are your future legal elites. Thugs. Yale produces thugs. Get that? Not every student is a thug. Most students are cowards. So it produces cowards and thugs. Here is the audio. Okay, so that was just the uh, interchange. It wasn't the mob scene. It was the interchange partially after and partially before uh, the uh, the screaming that ended the event. The woman who said, grow up, I, I don't know if you caught that, law school professor Kate Stith, she uh, was the moderator of the panel of the conservative and the the non-conservative, I don't know who's a leftist or a liberal, 
progressive, it says. Monica Miller, progressive and conservative. Uh, Kristen Wagner. And Kate Stiff said to them to grow up. One of the great lines I've ever heard by a professor to the children that they teach at colleges. Wow, it was just, it was precious. 420 students signed a petition against, or defending the, the mob, by the way. Just for the record, let me see if I can find the details on that. No, I don't think it's 400-something. And then I was mentioning to you the, uh, the same thing happened at Berkeley Law School. And let's see, this is dated March 16th. Hmm. Well, today's the 17th. Okay, no, no, that actually is the Yale one. So, Alan, you sent me another another one about Yale, so I need the one about Berkeley. And, uh, yes. Well, that's, uh, that's our state of our universities. Whenever I... <clears throat> Whenever I talk about them, people think that I'm in some way exaggerating the damage that they do. Ask the parents whose children came out contemptible after attending college. Went in as a sweet kid, came out an angry punk. They're in the hundreds of thousands, maybe millions, probably millions. Yep. Victor Davis Hanson is one of the handful of people that I never recall differing with. Some wonderful people I, I on occasion differ with, and that's perfectly fine. But Victor Davis Hanson is uh, one I never recall differing with, and he has a piece at American Greatness on Putin. And he ends it, we should not rehash the past, but learn from it, and thereby ensure Putin is defeated now and deterred in the future. So I watched uh, Tucker Carlson and Congresswoman Salazar, I believe was her name, from Florida. I found her quite impressive, actually, and it was impressive that Tucker had her on, impressive that she went on. A debate like that is something I don't think you will hear at CNN, and it was uh, it was very uh, very important debate that they had. Tucker Carlson's essential position is that we're more worried about Ukraine's borders than American borders. I think I've summarized it uh, in in one sentence, and that her position was we need to be concerned about both. And it was uh, it was worth watching, if, if you can get that on your uh, on your computer. Back in a moment. The Dennis Prager Show. Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of their life. He created the Giza Dream Bed Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for you. 
Mike's latest incredible deal is the sale of the year. For a limited time, you'll receive 60% off the Giza Dream Sheets that comes with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. You'll receive a set for as low as $39.99 for a limited time. With any purchase, you'll receive Mike's soft cover book free when you use promo code Prager. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener square and use the promo code Prager. Along with this offer, you'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and more. Call 800-761-6302, use the promo code Prager or MyPillow.com, promo code Prager. You know, we're... We are going to feel the effects of the panic hysteria of the lockdown, which I called two years ago, almost to the day, the greatest mistake, international mistake ever made. And it was widely derided as as crazy nonsense. I was right. Sweden didn't have a lockdown. What happened? So here's just another example of the quality of life that is affected. Any one example is is not dispositive, but is nevertheless indicative. Associated Press, one of the most basic hotel amenities is disappearing. And the hotel's When business gets used to giving you less service, they rarely return to previous service. So now, according to the article, in most hotels in the United States, you will not have your room cleaned, your bed made during your stay at the hotel unless you stay for six days. Nobody stays at a hotel for six days. (laughs) Let's be honest. 99% stay for one or two nights. So the return to your room of a fresh-smelling, nicely made bed, clean towels, uh, is in most cases over. And that's because they got used to it during the lockdown. I I thought during the lockdown it was idiocy. What exactly was going to happen? Somebody was going to clean my room and I was going to contract COVID-19 from the, the woman. It's usually a woman who cleaned my room. What was the, what was the thinking? I said then it was, it was incomprehensible. But at the pressing time it was, as you know, I was opposed to it vociferously the whole time. That was a a common factor in going to a hotel. No service in your room. Because people were scared into believing that you could contract COVID from somebody having touched a surface. And then you touch the surface and you might die. Anyway, I'll tell you what I do because I go to hotels about every other week of the year. And I tell them I would like my room cleaned 
every day. I'm even offering to pay extra, and I will leave a tip, but I want my room cleaned. This is not an Airbnb. This is a hotel. I, where was I just? I was at uh, Opryland in Nashville. They did the room each day, to their credit. I'll report uh, on the various hotels. I'll be at a Holiday Inn in Florida. Be very interested to see what they do. All all of this stuff, everything, the inflation is completely man-made. These are not forces beyond our control. Energy has been made so uh, so uh, expensive because of the fanatics of our time. There are, there is no large group of fanatics like environmentalists. These people will destroy the West in the name of their utopian scheme that everything is powered by windmills, excuse me, not windmills, by wind, but not windmills, wind turbines and solar panels. Their opposition to nuclear power proves that they're fanatics. I didn't need that proof, but that is proof because that is carbon-free. These are the products of my famous equation, secularism plus boredom plus affluence. Remember Tom Steyer, that California billionaire, life devoted to this one cause? He's a perfect example, secular, affluent, and bored. The affluent are very bored because most people who have to make a living are not bored. They have they have a lot of work to do. This is a red alert for hardworking Americans who are tired of seeing their freedoms and savings threatened by the globalist agenda. Wealth Protection Research is on a mission to find whistleblowers who are exposing the schemes that threaten your financial security. We're talking about real patriotic financial warriors like Jim Rickards and Porter Stansberry. They're not afraid to tell it like it is, exposing how the system is rigged against you. Text IDEAS to 76626 to find out more. With the 2024 election story, Forming our way, your IRA and your 401k appear to be in the crosshairs. That's why we've compiled our three favorite ideas from Freethinkers. Don't wait for a knock on your door telling you it's too late. Get this critical report. Text IDEAS to 76626. The fight for your financial freedom is on. Text IDEAS to 76626 now for your free report. That's IDEAS to 76626. Standard text and data rates may apply. I have on the line one of the most renowned historians practicing the art of history today, Andrew Roberts. He's on whenever he publishes one of his monumental biographies, whether it's Napoleon or Churchill or others. And he has, uh, well, he'll tell us. He's been to Budapest observing the Russia-Ukraine war from there. Andrew, my friend, where are you now? 
I, I'm still in Budapest, actually, yes. I'm a visiting fellow of the wonderful uh, Budapest Institute, and so I'm going to be here for three weeks or, or a month, actually, almost. Mm, I'll just miss you. I'm coming in May. I was, and ah, I, I oh, was, really? How yes, and I was there last August. So there's a lot of it's inter- a wonderful city. Yes, and there's a lot of intellectual life going on in Hungary. That's right. Yes. No. The, well, they have. Um, they have. A, it's always been a great centre for intellectuals, of course, uh, Budapest. But it's particularly um, fermenting at the moment. It's fascinating all the uh, all the thinkers and the and the uh, discussions going on. So tell me, because uh, the the Western press hates Viktor Orban, the the prime minister. I don't know if he's prime minister or president. Which is it? Do you know? Prime minister. The pri- yes, yeah, prime, prime minister, minister of Hungary. They hate him. Yeah. And so I don't know whatever I read about him, how accurate it is. What was his stance on the Russian invasion of Ukraine? He denounced it. Um, Hungary is a member of NATO, and so he uh, very much went along with the um, uh, with the NATO stance that it was a terrible thing to have done. What he hasn't done, though, is to um, allow arms shipments to go through Hungary across the Hungarian-Ukrainian um, border because, first of all, obviously the Polish border is so much bigger. And secondly, at some 85 to 90% of his uh, people rely on Russian gas for their heating during the winter. And so he's much more exposed, or at least his people are much more exposed than most other Europeans. Oh, good. You see, I, this, was, this is a balanced understanding of what is happening. So has he con- also, can I can I just yeah, say there's no, also please. another another important factor. I was in um, Ukraine this time last week, in fact, and uh, something else that was that was brought out very much um, by the people on the other side of the border there, who are ethnic Hungarians in uh, Subcarpathia, um, point out that were the were the arms to be taken over that border, um, the Russians would counterattack and. Uh, and essentially bomb these Hungarians in Subcarpathia. Uh, and so his decision not to um, allow arms over the border is, in effect, not really trying to protect Hungary so much as the Hungarians who are, who are uh, Ukrainian nationality. Right. So he feels that, that in effect, Putin has hostages. Yes. Um, yes, 150,000 of them, essentially. Right. Okay. That's some, these, I'm so happy I spoke to you about this. Has he taken a position verbally? Yes. Oh, absolutely. No, he's denounced the, um, the invasion. Uh, he, um, this is, again, something you don't really read about terribly much because, as you say, the Western press, or at least the liberal Western press, hate uh, Viktor Orban. But they don't hate him because of... Uh, anything to do with Russia. They hate him for their own um, right. uh, political reasons. Yeah, because he, he's right-wing, and he's one of the few <laughs> nationalists. <laughs> essentially. Yes, yes, that is essentially. Yes. I, yes, I, yeah. I, I, I'm well aware, yeah. and I, uh, I, I've i been to Hungary five times, twice under communism, so uh, for whatever reason, I have a certain acquaintance. And obviously, you have a yeah. tremendous acquaintance staying there. Okay, so you were in Ukraine last week? That's right. Yes, uh, I, I went over the border with a uh, um, with a group, uh, a sort of network of people who take food over there. Essentially, they're very concerned about the prospect of starvation if the uh, Russian 
occupation continues so much that they're unable to farm the great breadbasket of Europe, which is what Ukraine has always been. And let me ask you the 64,000 foreign question. <laughs> and that is, for those not knowing, that's the Hungarian currency. Yeah, by the way, you know that's, you know that's about $15. Um, <laughs> that's painful. That is, that is actually painful to hear. So <laughs> here it goes. Here, this, is a, this is a tough one. And it is. Uh, why do you think he invaded Ukraine? Well, I've read the 6,685-word um, essay that he wrote back in July uh, 2021, and it um, seems to me very clear that he invaded Ukraine because he did not believe that um, the that Ukraine was a real country, that he thought that the destiny of Ukraine was essentially up to him to decide rather than the Ukrainians. He was... Um, Certain, especially after your president uh, withdrew from Afghanistan in that uh, in that way um, last year, that the West would not respond in a tough and, uh, and you know, aggressive way. And he also um, thought that he was going to be able to decapitate the um, Zelensky government within the first uh, few days of the invasion. And so he managed to get these three things, uh, the historical thing, the political thing, and certainly the military thing completely wrong the general tenor on the left in the united states and and by the way many conservatives there is a great division in the conservative world on this invasion which saddens me but life is filled with sadness so i i can handle it and that is that the the, the real reason is the potential nato expansion how do you respond to that I think that's wrong because um, the um, it has been an independent country, obviously, since 1991, and <clears throat> that's a quarter of a century ago now, and um, they're not in NATO. So I don't think, and they were always on the very much on the back burner when it came to NATO. All you need is to have one NATO country not let them in, uh, and and they don't get in. And there were several, including Germany, in fact, that didn't want. Uh, Ukraine to be in NATO. So the idea that we in the West should be beating ourselves up about a invasion which was the um, which was the brainchild of one particularly evil dictator, I think, is a typical. This is great. This is great. Stay on, stay on with me. This is truly important. Hello, my friends. Speaking with the great historian Andrew Roberts and. Reviewing, He's now in Hungary, and he was actually in Ukraine last week. So what is your position? It's been to really clarifying speaking to you. What is your position on the uh, no-fly zone? Um, I, I'm, I'm afraid I am against it. I, not because of the... Um, uh, of the NATO treaty or anything along those lines, but simply because in order for it to work, we would have to have the capacity to take out um, Russian ground-to-air missiles that are stationed inside Russia. And that would be a um, an attack on Russia. And uh, I don't think that NATO is up for that. It wasn't what NATO was um, created for. 
and um, you can't just have a no-fly zone in which you allow your own uh, planes to be shot down. Right, but supplying them with planes, your position is? Totally in favour. Totally right. in favour. I think it was a tragedy for the Biden ministry, administration to turn down that opportunity, owing to the fact that historically, um, when one looks at what, uh, for example, Russia did during the Vietnam War, um, mm-hmm. taking planes and, and tanks to... Um, to um, North North Vietnam, when one thinks again of the IEDs that uh, Iran was supplying to kill American soldiers in Afghanistan, and many, many, many other um, proxy wars, um, it's been it's been totally um, taken for granted that our enemies can do this without sparking a world war. I can't see why we um, couldn't. What will what will have to be done? in order to have a stalemate, or do you think that he will do anything, including literally leveling the cities of Ukraine, not to allow a stalemate? I think there's an interesting moment in in any dictator's um, career uh, where he has to decide whether or not he's going to continue on to the... um, to the sort of next stage, upping the ante constantly. Some of them don't. Um, General Franco, for example, didn't join Hitler in the Second World War, but most of them do. And uh, and Putin strikes me as somebody who's likely to, not least because he must worry about whether his own position would be tenable in the event of a humiliation in Ukraine. So I'm afraid that unless um, the... Uh, the Zelensky government uh, cobbles together some kind of a ignoble peace treaty, which I don't think there's any sign of at all. Uh, I'm afraid the next stage is is a mm-hmm. massive onslaught on uh, on Kiev, which is going to yes, all right. Of, obviously, we, which we, is going to be right. like the second and We need war. to talk again. It was tough to get the, through to you on the international call. Thank you, Andrew Roberts. We will we will resume, hopefully, in the near future. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.